We used to go to the football games then as middle schoolers, you know, because that was cool then. You were hanging out at the high school football game, right? And this kid, Darren, had two Jolt Colas <laughs> under the bleachers. <laughs> it, was the, it was the talk of the class. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. I tell you how frustrating that has to be the situation that Debbie was talking about in the zoo interchange because you finally got through the big old mess that is the southbound construction zone. Yeah. It starts, what, about Burleigh? Mm-hmm. It's all tight in it's there. All the way down. You finally get through that and you're like, ah, <laughs> you got a broken down right. semi, whatever's happening there. Have you have you tried to drive anywhere lately? It seems worse than normal as far as barrels and construction just everywhere. You can't come this way. What are you doing to the street? We're fixing it. What the hell does it look like? Yeah, I don't know. They're fixing every single street. Always. (laughs) Every freeway, every roadway, including what drives me nuts, and I know this is going to resonate with you listening right now, is the alternate routes are also simultaneously torn up. (laughs) I don't get it. They do talk, right, Debbie? Are you there? Like, they do communicate, Yeah, they actually do. They do try and do as much coordinating as possible, but sometimes you just can't. They just can't do anything they are both on different schedules as you might imagine uh the funding comes from different places and yeah. stuff like that so they're they're trying to navigate it but some things yeah. are state federal and some things are county and some things are municipal and whatever but like deb you know i get my hair cut up in, in mequon yep. my guy gene moved from downtown <laughs> yeah. to mequon but i'm fiercely loyal so i will always go to gene so i'm trying to get up there on 43 north i, lo- I even allowed extra time mm-hmm. but now inexplicably you have the big project that's years in the making that is going to expand it to three lanes all the way up to Highway 60. But now we've apparently kicked that down all the way to the Marquette. Yep. yep. We're ripping that up, too. So, okay, I'll take Port Road. Well, you can't do that because that's all torn up. Okay, I'll take Green Bay Road. That's all torn up, too! <laughs> Go along the lovely lakefront. It's yeah. scenic. It's peaceful. Yeah, It'll enjoy. calm your nerves. Can I take that all the way? I mean, I'd have to get in a boat yeah. to get to Mequon like that. Right. Well, I mean, that's the kicker. Is like what you'd end up doing is getting on... Uh, they're starting to open things up, though, right along the county line area. So you might be a little bit more, you'll have a little more luck on Port Road. Same thing in Tosa, though. You're, you you want to avoid the 41 there north of the zoo interchange? Okay, I'll get off on Highway 100. That's all nope. turned up, dude! <laughs> <laughs> Going insane! 124th? Right. It's a common refrain. I you know, don't want to be the old man barking at the clouds, but my goodness. Just bark at the barrels in. <laughs> yeah, 715 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Going to the street. We're fixing it. What the hell does it look like? Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. Jesse Winker knocked in the game's only run on Sunday afternoon, and Wade Miley tossed six scoreless innings as the Milwaukee Brewers beat the Cincinnati Reds by a final score of 1-0. to zero. Winker, following the win, talked about the stretch of 17 games in 17 days that the team just finished up, which saw them winning 11 of them. You know, it was really, everyone just came to work ready. No one, we didn't even really talk about it. No, I don't really remember anybody saying like, wow, this is, a, you know, we're tired or we're grinding. You know, we just, we just clocked in. It was cool to be a part of, um, really cool to be a part of. So uh, it was fun. It was a good stretch. It was uh, a lot of positives. Next up for Milwaukee, the all-star break as pitchers Corbin Burns and Devin Williams will represent the Brew Crew during the festivities. And speaking of pitching, Brandon Woodruff, who last pitched in April, might get ramped up for his return to the rotation after the break. 
General Manager Matt Arnold laid out his possible timeline on Brewers 360. He's been throwing and, and progressing to the mound, uh, which is great. And then, you know, once he gets there, then it's just about getting feel for the baseball, you know, working on spin uh, and then developing a, a little bit of length for him so he can be able to work back into a rotation. So I, I would assume he'd probably go on a, a handful of uh, rehabilitation uh, assignments and and get him going hopefully here uh, maybe a little bit after the All-Star break, hopefully. The Brewers head to the break trailing Cincinnati by one game in the NL Central, and they will open up with those Reds again on Friday for a three-game set. From the Diamond to soccer as Team USA is marching on after goalkeeper Matt Turner made two Key penalty shootout saves as the United States outlasted Canada 3-2 to advance to the Gold Cup semifinals. And it's off the bar! The U.S. wins it! Team USA with the win will now take on Panama in the semifinals on Wednesday night in San Diego. And lastly, on Sunday, the Milwaukee Bucks officially announced the re-signing of veteran forward Jay Crowder to a one-year deal with the team. The former Marquette star has averaged Nine and a half points and 4.3 rebounds in 11 seasons with eight different teams. Comedian Dobie Maxwell in this house. He brought donuts. I said he didn't have to. He's a guest of the show. That's coming up next on Wisconsin's Morning News. Hope you're up for a laugh this morning. Fresh off a series of shows in Las Vegas that... Probably almost never happened. Wisconsin comedian Doby Maxwell in the house with us this morning. When you and I communicated a while back, you said you were looking forward to Vegas, but then that got canceled and all gummed up. And the next thing you know, you're at the MGM Grand. Yes, I was uh, going to be at Elvis's place where he played the uh, Las Vegas Hilton. It's a new okay. name now. And they had a, an 18-week run, and nine weeks into it, they said, we're losing money on this. We have to hire a union bartender, a waitress, a sound guy, a light person. You're out. And I told the book- booking agent, I said, well, I bought a plane ticket. Well, I'll call around town and see what I can get. <laughs> and you were really optimistic, right? No. I thought I was going to be parking cars for somebody. I had no idea. You we'll know, find, hey, we'll find something for you. Trolling for tips. You know, we'll, we'll tell jokes for food. And they called the... the uh, MGM Grand, Brad Garrett's club from Everybody Loves Raymond. And I know the manager there from Chicago, and one thing happened and to another. It said, okay, we've got three days off. We can bring you out here. It's not the same money, but you get your name on the marquee. It's like, yes, I will swim out there. We'll take it. We'll take it. That's, that's legitimacy. So I'm like Crash Davis from, the, from remember the movie uh, yeah, Bull, right. Bull Durham. Yeah. Yes, yeah, like, you know, the minor league, I'm a 40-year overnight success. I started comedy in 1983. I was three when I started. Wink, wink. <laughs> you know so as I mean? geezerhood approaches, I'm thinking, i got to have something legitimate, and this is it. And the people say, how do the shows go? I tore the roof off the place. It took me 40 years. I know what to do. The hard part is getting in there. And I wore my Brewer hat like I'm wearing now because I just I was getting off the plane. And are you from Wisconsin? And they come up to you. It's like they think we know where all the good buffets are, and we do. <laughs> well, we do. <laughs> oh, you can pack down your your hole for seven bucks. The cheap buffets are gone in Vegas. And I wore it on stage as a tribute. And I met Brad Garrett and I hung out with Carrot Top of all things. He couldn't have been any nicer. Is he still? Uh, Carrot Top still at it? Carrot Top's at the Luxor. He's been there for 17 years, coming up on 10,000 shows. Oh, he makes about seven million dollars a year. And he's like all tore up now, right? Isn't oh he man, he's ripped. Dude? He could twist your head off like a bottle cap. <laughs> You don't heckle the carrot top. No, he's a bad boy. So you made just less than seven mil then. Yeah, I did. I, the check hasn't cleared yet, so okay. I was hoping you could co-sign. You know, I'm going to go down. Yeah, I'm happy to do that. Happy to do that. And it was a thrill. You know, one of those things you get up there on stage, and it's like you're, you're backstage before you go out there. This is Vegas. The cheapest ticket was seventy-five dollars a head. They're going to laugh. Yeah. 
you know, so it was a 20-minute set, tore the roof off. It had the little card where you go in the, the place where all the people at the, at the MGM Grand worked, a free meal. I'm one of the comedians. Yes, I'll have to have a chef on duty 24-7. And then uh, I come back here, and I met George Webb waiting in line for my, yeah. you know, my breakfast <laughs> and, special. And welcome home. It's great to be home. I was, I'm born and raised here. You, got, you always got to say it. I'm born and raised. Yeah, I don't know. Why do we say it like be that? Born I anywhere. say the same thing. Yeah, exactly. So what, what's funny to you right now? Like, what's, your, what's making up the majority of your act? Well, you know, I don't talk about politics because you're going to make half the people angry. But you got to admit, <laughs> Mr. Our, our, our president in there, he, he kind of makes it easy for comedians. <laughs> well, look, my thing on, on political humor is I just have to be laughing. Right. Okay. Make fun of my team. Make fun of your team. Whatever. It has to be funny. And a lot of the political humor I feel like today isn't funny. It's just like mean or ah, you're, you don't think like me. You're a bunch of jerks. Huh? Isn't that funny? Yeah. That's nah, not funny. <laughs> it's just mean. It's mean. And the world has changed. So as a comedy, you know, I got to change too. We used when I started out in comedy in Milwaukee, they would say, "Hey, you're a comedian. Are you funny?" Now, what's the, what do you think the <laughs> say first something thing? Funny. What's the first thing out of their mouth now? Are you dirty? It has devolved into that. So and I work clean because I I have an act. I know what to do. You know, what I'm saying I'm not I'm not a prude. I worked with Jerry Seinfeld one time, and he said the same thing off stage. He's yeah. swearing like a truck driver. And I said, "Well, what?" <laughs> you should hear Eric when we get off here. He's <laughs> I love that. Yeah, exactly. That's for the Christmas party. He's you, terrible. You, know, you get the reels, and it's it's You're fun. Right. It's fun, but you have to have a style. And I think people want to have something they can come out and bring the not to say bring the kids to, but bring grandma out and not have to cringe. Nobody's a prude. But it's like, I want to see a show. I don't want to hear F-bomb, 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 I tell you, tip the waitresses. It's funny you mention that because I did a thing. It was a, it was a fundraising event, and I had did like five minutes of my little sure. stand-up, which has been a hobby for me, but you know, no, nothing like what you do. But anyway, my mom had come, and she sat with oh, my wife, okay? Because yeah. you know, Vinny was going to do his thing, sure. right? And the, I can't remember who the headlining comic was, but he was dirty. He was funny, mm-hmm. but he was dirty. Sure. And here's my wife sitting next to my mom, <laughs> listening to this guy talk about, hey, blah, blah, you know, Exactly. He said it was awful. And you cringe, and it's like, it's, it's, you don't <laughs> want to take people Have you ever done a show in front of your mother? Uh, my mother's situation is different. Comedians have a hard life, man. My, my mom abandoned our family. I was oh. five months old. My dad was a biker. And that's what makes you, you listen, look at Charlie Chaplin's life story. The best comedians have the worst lives. I say we're dented cans. We need that love from strangers that we never got at home. And it's, it's uh, it, yeah, it's, it's, it gives you a tough, a tough uh, muscle on your soul. I've been heckled by the best. Don't don't. I'm Bruce Lee. Don't heckle me. I'll, I'll tear you out. <laughs> I believe you. You know, and it's, I don't want to be that way. But it's it's like you want you want to be nice. Comedy's a hard thing. So to come home, I, I mean this very sincerely. I am so thrilled to be on WTMJ. This means more to me than having my name in Vegas because I grew up here. I heard Gordon Hinckley read the school lunch menus. I ate mock chicken legs in Milwaukee Public so School. So good though. I had I, I had a time machine <laughs> card. I, you know, I, I know what a bubbler is, and I think there's people that uh, that want to hear shows about that to take us back to a better time the world's out of control you know comedians aren't going to fix it but if we can have make have a couple of laughs it, it's a service to humanity Dobie maxwell in the house with us today when, when can we see you locally or what are you yes. doing locally what's happening I, I got something coming up at shank hall that was the first place i got paid uh, back in 1984 and i'll be there on november 22nd 60th anniversary of the kennedy assassination i was i was a uh, suspect for a while but i had a good lawyer <laughs> one call that's all i got off that's not even that funny because you have had some tangles with the law I, well we're talking about that another <laughs> time <laughs> yes we have so it's, uh, it's a, show's a called, whole show for that it's called schlitz happened an old Milwaukee blats from the Pabst. So if you know what a time machine is and a bubbler and all that kind of stuff, you'll love the show. November 22nd, the night before Thanksgiving. It's a great night to go out. We're going to pack the place. We'll have you back on before then. Great to see you, Dobie. Appreciate you. Dobie Maxwell, local treasure with us here on Wisconsin's Morning News.
742 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Sophia Minner coming up shortly on Brewers 360. Some, somebody chucks something at Harry Styles on stage yeah. now, too? Yeah, it keeps happening. What is going on? I don't understand. I'm trying to figure out what's the theory behind this, just because it's getting attention now? Yes. Yeah, so somebody got the idea. First, we had the guy who chucked a phone at... Bibi. Yeah. And that was a while ago. And it that hit her was... in the face and she needed stitches. Mm-hmm. And then there were a couple of other onstage incidents where we had somebody who threw ashes at Pink. Yep. Like bag of ashes, which is a little bit different. Yeah, I think mom like, just wanted to be by Pink, maybe. Right, then like throwing something at a performer, like trying to hit the person. But now here he stayed. He got, he got knocked in the head, hey? And Adele, last week, she she was joking but serious when she told the crowd that if you throw anything at me, I, I, I will effing kill you, was what she said. <laughs> Which was well received yeah, by the Yeah, and crowd, they all right? cheered and laughed and no one threw anything. See, I asked Eric the question. I'm like, are we just that drunk that that's what's happening? And you had the right response. Fans have been drunk and high at shows <laughs> since the beginning of since shows. Since shows. So I don't, I don't understand it. Like, to be able to hit somebody... You know how close you're sitting? Those seats aren't cheap either. Like, yeah. if you're that close and you spent that kind of money, you'd think you'd be a super fan who doesn't want to get taken out of there or throw something at your favorite artist. I don't I don't understand it. Tell you, the countdown is on to Chicken Wire. It's happening. It's going to happen. Blues Brothers Chicken Wire. Rawhide. <laughs> 743. Sophia's next on Brewers 360. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. Jesse Winker knocked in the game's only run on Sunday at Wade Miley tossed six scoreless innings as the Milwaukee Brewers beat the Cincinnati Reds by a final score of 1-0. The Brewers took two out of three from Cincinnati and entered the All-Star break trailing the Reds by just one game. Milwaukee will enjoy a few days off this week and they are right back at it Friday against the Reds in Cincinnati to begin a three-game set. Brewers 360 is sponsored by Holiday Automotive, and we've got Brewers broadcaster Sophia Minnert with us on the All-Star break. Hey, Sophia. Hi, good morning. So I found myself yesterday watching the ball game in, I guess, familiar territory in that, like, in Wisconsin, we wait all the time for summer, we wait all the time for summer, and then that first hot day, we start complaining about the heat. I felt like we've been wanting baseball games to get faster and faster and faster. And yesterday, I think we tied the record for the fastest game too fast. in Milwaukee history. And I'm like, ah, I could have used a little more baseball today. Uh, yeah, that's what happens when Wayne Miley's pitching. And it's the last day before the All-Star break. So it was it was 2.04 yesterday for time of game. Um, and it was a one nothing game. It was just a really, really well-pitched game um, on both sides. So, yeah, it's uh, sometimes that happens. Do you guys like have car waiting on uh, the all-star game getaway day? There were a lot of guys trying to get out of town, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There were a lot of guys with flights last night. Anybody doing anything interesting that you're aware of? Um, I don't really like to share their personal plans, but a lot of them just like to, you know, go home. Um, some of them are staying here. So yeah, there's they're kind of heading all over and then everyone will regroup in Cincinnati. So, Sophia, I, I always, this happens to me every year. I always get fired up. My boys like watching the Home Run Derby. We're like, oh, we'll watch it and, and have a good time. And then I'm always disappointed the next day. Not, not because it's not entertaining or whatnot, but it's just because I, for whatever reason, I can't get into it for as long as it takes, if that makes any sense. It's just, it's, I, I like what they're doing. I like how they tweak it, but I feel like it's that excitement before and then it's kind of anticlimactic when it comes to an end. Yeah, I think I, I don't think people realize how hard the home run derby is. Yeah, yeah um, you're right. I think 
I, I think people, I, I think that's maybe part of it is there is obviously a lot of hype around the event, but I don't think people realize like how hard it is to like perform and, and compete in that setting. It's, it's not like how they take a normal batting practice, um, which, you know, they do pretty much every day. It's not like what they do in the cage. I mean, it's a very different type of event. Um, no one really hits that way of, like, trying to go up and just hit home runs. Um, and it's you have to do a couple rounds of it, right? Like, if you're ultimately going to be the champion. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's I, – I don't know how many minutes total that would have to be, but uh, it's, it's a pretty physically demanding event, and uh, I think it takes a lot out of you. So, I, I mean, I, I give credit to the guys that – sign up and participate it's obviously a huge honor to do it um i know there are a lot of players that honestly don't want to do it for those reasons um but yeah i think i think it's something that fans always look forward to brewers all-stars uh devin williams corbin burns so what are the chances that we see them getting action on tuesday night sophia well we know devin will not pitch um and that's just because of the workload for him he he pitched yesterday he's got 20 saves now it's um, he's at like, I think 34 games now on the season. So, uh, Devin, just because of workload will not pitch, um, and Corbin will likely pitch in the game. Uh, we'll see how it all maps out, but, um, he's, he's going and I think his, his intention is to pitch to, uh, Tuesday. Brewers broadcaster, Sophia Minnert, our guest on Mondays on Brewers 360. Have a great off week, Sophia. Okay. Have a great week, guys. Thank S- you. 749 on Wisconsin's morning news. Mark Tauscher joins us next. Idea Man. Bob Kraft, who owns the New England Patriots, had an entourage. Innovator. Their security was basically saying, we own the Escalade. And I'm thinking to myself, why do you own the Escalade? And Packers Hall of Famer. We got bulldogged by Bob Kraft security, and I kept wondering, (laughs) because Bob Kraft wants to get a pretzel down at the local (laughs) store, doesn't mean I should have to get the hell out of the way. It's time for Tausch on Wisconsin's Morning News. Presented by fellow windows and doors of Wisconsin and Kohler Services. Mark Tauscher on Wisconsin's Morning News, sponsored by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin and by Kohler Services. You mix in an energy drink to start your day, Tauscher. What is your uh, what is your pick-me-up? Uh, no, I always go coffee, and I've always been a just black coffee guy. And with uh, you know doing the doing a morning show, not as early as you guys, although now sounds like you guys aren't going to be as early. Um, it's always two cups of black coffee usually every day. It's kind of my plan. So we were bringing it up because we are talking earlier about this. It's newer. It's not like brand new, but newer energy drink that's out there in the market called Prime. And they have a couple of different varieties. But the fully leaded version is the equivalent of drinking six Coca-Colas, <laughs> like six cans of Coke. <laughs> that can't yeah, be good. I, 200 milligrams of caffeine. I've seen the Prime deal. and it's, I don't know about you guys, but my kids have been eating it up because I think their branding has been fantastic. And they have the... You know, the multicolored bottles, and I don't know if it's actually any healthier. That's, I believe, how it's marketed. But Prime has taken over, and I I did not realize you have to look to see that there's caffeine in it because I'm glad my kids, or probably my wife, is when she's gotten the Prime from uh, the grocery store, hasn't gotten this six Coca-Cola layered. But I don't know how well that is labeled on the bottle or how often you're going to see kids all hopped up on Prime because that is supposed to be like the more natural 
um, better for you sports drink than some of the other ones. It's interesting you bring that up, Tausch, because that's in the news now, whether or not it should be for kids. Uh, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer wants the FDA to look into some of the marketing tactics. And what's interesting, probably why your kids are into it, not only you know the packaging and all that, Tausch, but like the two guys pitching it are big like YouTube sensations, are big social media guys. So the the space that that our kids live in, right? Like I hadn't heard of it because I'm not running around in those circles, but they're YouTubers and all that stuff, and they're the guys who are pushing it. Yeah, I, uh, I Jake Paul, I think, is one of them, yep. right? because he's he's a, um, I think he's a UFC or he's a fighter, too, and he I think he either owns it or he's a part owner in it, and he's made a bunch of money. So I always wondered about, um, you know, the GNC uh, supplement stuff, because we have the FDA that is supposed to kind of regulate all this stuff, and then when you talk about supplements and you talk about caffeine drinks, energy drinks, you always wonder, I don't believe they're under the same umbrella as you know some of these other things. And you're kind of just trusting people that it's going to be good stuff. So uh, I, I, don't, I don't usually delve into that stuff, but I do think if there's six cans of Coke shoved in that small bottle of Prime and we don't know about it, I'm not sure that's a great thing. I remember this kid when I was in seventh grade. We used to go to the football games then as middle schoolers, you know, because that was cool then. You were hanging out at the high school football game, right? And this kid, Darren, had two Jolt Colas <laughs> under the bleachers. <laughs> it, was the, it was the talk of the class. Yeah, it, there's always – you always have that one guy. I, I as an <laughs> early uh, elementary school kid, had quench gum. And I don't know if you oh, guys yeah. have ever had quench gum. It's – super um it's got a really bold taste right from the get-go and i would bring quench gum in uh, to school and it was kind of the same thing like hey man you gotta have good quench gum and you, you kind of look around <laughs> probably like this dude with two two liter bottles of jolt co- soda underneath your bleachers probably getting kids to come down they're getting all hopped up on jolt while the band is playing at halftime there's that, there's that kid, you're right, though. There's that kid who will do, you know, whatever that is. So now it'll be prime or whatever it has to be. Remember my middle schooler, my kids were in middle school. They came back from some sort of school event that was supposed to be more interesting. I was asking my son, I'm like, hey, you know, so how did this go? I think maybe forensics or something. I don't know. How was that? He goes, I don't know. This kid, Caden, had nine Pepsis. <laughs> All right. And that was his report. <laughs> but he was awesome. Well, it's funny the things we remember in life. <laughs> He'll remember that forever. So will Caden. Thanks, Dallas. We'll talk tomorrow. <laughs> All right, man. Business headlines are up next. They're sponsored by Old National Bank. Get old. Here's the Milwaukee Business Journal's Teddy Nichol.